Hello and welcome to What's Done in Good Taste. As always, I'm your main sexy host, James, joined by... Your sub-host, Chandler. Ooh, looking really good today, Chandler. This week, we're talking kink at pride, or as I like to say, being gay and doing crimes. Remember, if you're new to the pod, you could always give us a follow. Was that in good taste on Instagram.com? Good taste pod on Twitter. And of course, you can always follow Chandler at bowbearcomedy.com. But first, like always, let's catch up at the bar. Chandler, it has been a minute since I've seen you. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, you you were gone. Yeah. Um, we actually ran a rerun last week because you were away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started a new job. I did. And we're drinking some gay-ass drinks. We are drinking some queer beer, and I love it. So quick, what's been going on with you? So a little catch-up with me. Um, I started a new job at... Uh, a New York comedy club that will remain unnamed. Um, I'm very excited by it, mainly just to have work and be immersed in comedy. Um, it makes me feel like I can be a comedian without having to do comedy because I can just say, oh, yeah, I was there. Um, because you don't do comedy? Exactly. <laughs> and so it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, continuing to, to work at this place and with some really exciting people. There's um, a, a pretty large percentage of, of queer staff members as well. So it's kind of had me thinking, especially this past week, that like, am I not gay enough? Probably not. <laughs> I, had, I had a little bit of like a, a moment where I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm an interesting person because I'm too straight. Ooh, this is really throwing the whole wrench. It's just like, you know, do you feel... Like, I know that people's sexuality being their personality can be a thing for some people. Do you feel like you're not fitting in or that you don't feel like you're interesting enough because, you know, you're not like a drug addict. You're not, I'm not conflating being a drug addict with being gay. I'm just throwing out things that make people, they quote unquote like, interesting. Like, like, you're not character builders. Yeah, like you're not, you're not, you didn't struggle. <laughs> Do meth, it'll build character. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't struggle with your sexual identity and stuff like that. You don't, you feel like. Yeah, no, like I think that, like I feel like when I'm surrounded by all these very interesting people who know so much about themselves because they've had to either struggle to identify themselves or they've had to struggle to make room for their identity like i kind of i feel bland and i <laughs> for lack of a better like i i do feel a little uh no party file. A little, I got scared yeah. they were open for a second. I was like, oh, wait, we didn't open them. <laughs> oh, phew, didn't spill the spill the beers. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so I, I have been reflecting upon my sexuality as of late, and it's also Pride Month, so I feel like of the times to reflect on one's sexuality and sexual preferences, uh, now's the time to do it. Um, I also... Went to my first Pride Parade ever. Ever? Ever. Even in the West Coast? Even in the West Coast. I've never, oh, I never participated in the parade. Well, one, it was like, am I going to really drive like two and a half hours to San Francisco to then have to park in San Francisco to then have to walk through San Francisco? Like, all of those things of just being in San Francisco sound awful. <laughs> the Bay Area is... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
eh, eh, who needs it? It's going to fall into the ocean anyway. Well, uh, listen, one, I'm glad you got a new job. Well, thank you. You feel good about it so far? I'm feeling real, real positive, real confident in it. Um, I also, this past week, um, because I did go home, um, I went camping with uh, some old friends because uh, one of them recently got married and we had to postpone the bachelor party. The privilege. Exactly. Um, the, wait, the privilege to get married? To, to get up and go home again. Oh, you mean like accumulating miles and... It's that, all it's all about credit. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's about credit, huh? It's about having credit. Gotcha. It's a credit system. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> That's my character. <laughs> um But anyway, so as we were uh rafting down the river, um we went down the American River twice and I ended up uh severely rolling my ankle near the end of the night. Um, doing nothing but just stepping off of a small platform to go get some hot dogs. That is how I hurt myself and have been in an ankle brace for the past week and a half. And broke your phone. And I broke my phone. It made within, your girlfriend worry, and she yeah. was writing me. She's like, oh my god, where's Chandler? two hours of reaching a campsite that was within self-service, <laughs> had outlets. It was a very glampy campsite. Managed to break my phone beyond use. Like, it wasn't just like, <laughs> oh, no, the screen's cracked. It's cosmetically gross now. It did not work. It just, it it played music until the battery died. And it was like a sad, like, carcass deflating with air just kind of being expressed oh, no. out of the lungs. Um, but, yeah, so I was completely out of contact for, like, three days. And then... uh Tried to, tried went through a whole, a whole Meshuga thing to replace the phone, but did get a new phone, and I got a new ankle, and everything is great now. Just bought a new ankle. Just bought a new one. Um, I also I had it on layaway. Actually, did you? yeah. Um, I also did a Pride thing, but not in New York. Oh, nobody invited me to anything to do with Pride this year. So I didn't do anything. I honestly didn't think I was going to make it. I just happened to have a late enough shift to where walking in the parade walked me to work. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was in Philadelphia in the, the Sunday, and that was during their Pride. Ooh, what's Pride in Philly like? It was like being in Brooklyn. You know what it's like? Pride in Philadelphia is like being in Brooklyn when the Pride is happening in Manhattan. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So okay. it was people, and it was very fun. But like, it's not New York. It's not Pride, New York, which I have worked a lot. When I used to work on Starbucks, my Starbucks was on Sixth was on Sixth Avenue between Eighth and Ninth Street, directly on the route of the parade. Damn! And I went from loving the parade, not the people, not what the parade is. The parade. Right. I started to hate it because the consumerist part sucks. Right. It's crowded. It's busy. People are rude. And I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. These two beautiful women always be the first online during Halloween because the, the, the stores in front of that parade route too and pride. And they would always start a fucking fight Ugh. every fucking year. And it just makes it very stressful. But 
I always had, I always tried to make a lot of fun where, because I was managing the store, I would always try to make sure I would do things like be outside and with like the district manager with like bubbles and we would do stuff we're not supposed to do, like sell refreshers, mm. cash only outside the store. We would price them up so that we can use the, ch- like, you know, whatever. We'll just make it happen. Right. Because you don't want to use the cards. Sell some t-shirts, some firecrackers. You know. Um, but doing it <laughs> is, you know, and also because that store is down the block from Stonewall. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if you look, if you're in front of my old store, you look down the block, down a long block of Stonewall. That's the Stonewall Inn. Yeah. That's where the Stonewall Rights House, you know, so of course that area around Christopher Street where there's also the Sheridan Square Starbucks also was crazy, crazy. So experiencing pride, not in New York, even a little bit. I didn't realize until we left mm. that it was pride. Really? <laughs> That's how it's not it's not anywhere close to being the same. Yeah. Well, and especially last year, just because everything was so shut down. Mm-hmm. It, we we lost the spirit of pride. Now, I'm super happy because as we're catching up at the bar, we're drinking some gay ass beers. Some queer beer. Um, the minute I saw this in the store, I had to buy it. So five broils, which you might know from the Hoppy Lager mm. or from the um, the city. What's the one with the city? Fuck, I cannot remember. Oh. Fuck, it has like the little city. Fuck, I cannot remember. It's like their most popular beer. Is that, but you've seen it before. That's not Humpback. That's, no, no, that's no, no, no. a different one. But I know you've seen Hoppy Lager. Yeah. Oh, they, it's like, they, they, five broils is all around New York. They do a lot of East Coast. They also do distribute a little bit in the West Coast. So they've done a few different things. So they did like the... Um, during the George Floyd things, they, they had a few beers that one was in conjunction with a brewing collective and they like shared the recipe and then all the funds went to a like a, like the ACLU, I think, or like some pro-black local organization. Mm-hmm. So they do that all the time, um, mainly because a lot of the people who work for Five Burrows are people of color and queer. And so they always try to make sure that they're constantly involved and active in these things. So this is United by Beer, which actually I think is a name they've used for a different like movement. Mm-hmm. But this is a uh, Belgian wheat beer, which is this fucking ale, whatever. It's like four point seven percent. It's kind of like a, a a gussied up Blue Moon type yeah. thing. It's not you know, not a sweet. Also, not that special, you know. I'm gonna be honest. It's it kind of reminds me of the beer that I made for our beer challenge. Like it's got that traditional Belgian mustiness, and I'm gonna be. It kind of reminds reminds me. It's a good depiction of what it was like walking through that parade. It was hot as balls, and it like occasionally rained. You got just the sweat radiating off of all of these bodies and the humidity building. It's got a mustiness, but a familiarity and a comfort to it that granted, granted it's, it's a little shocking to the palate. It is surprisingly refreshing. It's very refreshing, but I'm gonna be honest and say that I don't care about the beer. What I care about is that every single sale 100% of the sale of the beer they're going to be donating locally to a local charity 
Oh, which one do they have for uh... the center? So anyone who is gay, queer, up in New York knows about the center. The center is a community center for LBGTQ communities all up in the city. It's all about advocacy, health, wellness, arts, entertainment, cultural events, recovery, parenthood, and family support services. I know them well because when my partner, like fucking eight years ago, was really struggling, was homeless, they were they would go there, they would get fed. They had resources that really helped them manage what was going on at home. That's an awesome charity. They're super awesome. They've been they've been around since 1983. They literally are like you can go there to connect, to engage, or you can just go there to you know hang out. Right, like it, like a community center type. 100%. Um it's absolutely amazing and so i wanted to the minute i saw i didn't even know it was the center until before we started recording this but the moment that i saw that they were supporting a local uh group i immediately just wanted to support them because it's absolutely important mainly because the majority of people who go to the center are teens they're queer teens yeah you know because even in a place like new york you end up with parents not supporting you the amount of people I know who are gay, queer, fucking on the streets. Well, and there's some of the most at risk uh, for violence to be done against them. They're they're in a very intersectional victim pool, and it's good that there's a place advocating for them and providing mm-hmm. just an area and providing space. And uh, before we step away from the bar and start going on our topic, I just want to say that what I'm looking at on their website here is a perfect example of why I support the center. Because they've been working hard, it says here, to address their racial equity work. And it says why they're doing this work. And it says here, prior attempts to address this racially racial equity at the center have been ad hoc and have not produced transformative, lasting results. They are very aware of the issues they've had with addressing the issues for queer, mostly probably teens, you know, like of color. Yeah. And they're actively not only addressing it, but admitting on their website that they've struggled with it in the past. Supporting these local organizations is the most important thing that someone can do beyond and above anything. Because the conversation we're going to have right now is going to be wild and it's going to be ridiculous and it's going to be serious and it's going to sound crazy but despite anything, you need to make sure that we support people because these young teens especially are fucking displaced. Yeah. They're subject to violence from their peers, from their families. From strangers. From strangers. So I'm just saying. But you could find out not about the beer because the beer isn't exclusive to this week. But we went into a special Behind the bar. Behind the bar, where we featured uh, one of James's uh, Philly fa- Philly finds. He found a American whiskey that was Cabernet casked, um, that is made from a Philadelphia distillery, and it is called Kinsey. And I thought it would be super fun to talk about with this episode, even though we have our five boroughs. So we talked about Kinsey uh, American whiskey. In behind the bar, um, 
And it was hilarious. He didn't even know that the Kinsey scale was a thing. I didn't. Like, I I was like, yeah, let's do that. That's so on brand for the episode. And he's like, well, like yeah. bruh, it's like the fucking the spectrum. When you say sexuality's on a spectrum, that's the fucking spectrum that they're talking. The Kinsey scale. Um, we had a good laugh about it. Have a good laugh with about it with us on Monday. Um, I have to say, right before we jump into the topic. I'm looking at this. They have their steps listed, and their last one is that they're conducting an organizational assessment, including internal exter- external interviews and focus groups, internal surveys, data, and document analysis oh, to this, identify areas where the center can improve and help us develop a multi-year action plan to advance the changes we need. We need places to hold themselves accountable. That's Donate locally if you can. Yeah. But you know what? Let's say if we get any proceeds from this episode, which will not happen, but fuck it. You know what? If, 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 and when, if we get any fucking proceeds from this episode, 100% of it will go where to the center pocket. Give me $5 and we'll do it. Yeah. Now Venmo us and say, this is for the episode for the center. We'll be like, (laughs) fucking got you on it. Um, so we're talking can't get pride and anybody who's in the community who knows about this knows the man Vosh. Now, Vosh is a controversial figure in queer communities and in like Libsoc socialist or communist communities. I think people are wrong about him being controversial. I don't think he is. There's no controversy about it. I'm going to be charitable and also not to be dishonest. He's kind of walked back his original opinion because he's had discussions with some big creators on his stream. He's him and Hassan Piker are like some of the bigger, like you know, you can find them on YouTube or well, like. I'm Twitter. gonna play the ignorant listener here. I, okay, so I'm, I'm letting. Uh, so you're leading. Okay, Vosh, you're giving the introduction. I'm giving Vosh and Hassan Piker, who Hassan used to be with the Young Turks. They're both two of the largest, like you know libertarian socialists fucking communists Wait, like the, libertarian socialists that's real socialism oh like, like libsoc like not not weird conservative libertarianism which is like fucking you can starve it's like you know real freedom it's like freedom but like you want to work in communes and do good shit for each other oh Listen. right so the freedom to be the best person yeah and like have people support you not the freedom to die if you don't work hard enough um <laughs> so one thing is that to be fair to be fair to be fair vosh hasn't stepped this back but he has acknowledged the nuance but i'm going to play one of the things that had everyone up in arms but my arms are up i think kind of really kind of addressed the conversation around kink which is, we're talking about consensual kink, you know, just naughty, 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 sexy things you do in your bedroom. You know, whips and chains. And, and sometimes sticks and stones. And sometimes rubber and glue. <laughs> oh, boy. All of those things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to fucking play the clip. Are you ready? Listen. Yeah. 
oh, dude, Pride historically has been about throwing bricks at cop cars. First of all, fuck you, LARPer. You weren't doing shit like that. Second of all, if you really care about throwing bricks at cop cars, you shouldn't need Pride as an excuse. All right? You can throw it at any time. Not that I'm endorsing that, Twitch. Thank you very much. But don't pretend like Pride was like the one avenue of social unrest that you had the opportunity to participate in. Okay? Because it's not. And it never has been. All right? What you're doing is you're LARPing. You're sacrificing the accessibility to kids in favor of some weird aesthetic that, and I'm going to take a hot take here, betting most of the people who are bitching about this on social media have never actually been to a Pride event. Now, ooh, hot take. You've been, he always does hot takes. I wonder out of Vavash is that he, one, he admits, of course, that like these, you know, because he's just talking to people like 50,000 people at a time, but he's just talking. So he makes mistakes sometimes, but he always does. He always goes, hot take, hot take. I'm going to take, I'm going to do a hot take. What do you think about this? I see where he's coming from. I think because, because he addresses the historical context of pride, he, I'm sorry. Wait, is he? Is he? Yes, yes, yes. yes. No, Vosh is a he. All right. Because he acknowledges the historical context. He's pansexual and has had many. I don't know if it matters, but he's not here. But I guess he's had sex with men before. I don't know. Maybe somebody will listen and be like. I just don't want him. Like no, I think it's, I think it matters to some people because they'll be like, "Oh, he sounds like he's straight and white." I don't know. He's gay and white. Uh, I don't know. So I guess that might matter to some people. Again, the host, because they acknowledge the historical context of pride, they can't really deny that the intent of pride is a sheer expression of bodily autonomy, like at its base. It's not about being a, well, I mean, and in that it's entirely encompassing both the love is love, both human rights, both uh, like it, not only does it have to do with sexuality, it has to do with non-binary gender expression. It has to do with, again, just basic human rights to bodily autonomy. Because Stonewall wasn't just about gay men either. I mean, of course. Like, that, they weren't the only people who were being... Uh, oppressed at, in that time it was there there's a litany of intersectionality that has has come to both represent pride in its contemporary situation but also has been with it since the start that it, it has always been about bodily autonomy and expressing the nuances of intersectional but, but here's discrimination the thing. so now it's a little bit of playing devil's advocate because at the end of it, my opinion is, isn't is exactly this, but this is kind of the process that I've gone through, which is, that all sounds good, but what we're talking about expressly is quote-unquote kink at pride. Now, kink at pride, I think is kind of almost the wrong terminology because there is, and you went briefly, may not for the whole thing, to the New York Pride as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. and I've been to Pride, not in New York, also down south, which is, you know, pretty gay, but it's not like it is here. Even though I didn't go to the actual parade this year, and I don't care about this, 
But there were lots of, you know, like cis women, I think, I don't know, walking around tits out in my neighborhood. And so the question is, you know, we understand where pride comes from and where it came from, but what is it now? Because there are lots of queer people who aren't comfortable with that. What happened? What about asexual people? What about people who are sex adverse? What about people who are young and uncomfortable with, like, you know, like, you can be as gay as you want, but, like, then people aren't really caricatures. Um, you saw, without exaggeration, because one of the things he said, he's like, God, oh, we're people who've never been to Pride. You've been to Pride in New York. Fuck San Francisco. New York is, like, fucking Pride. San Francisco was obviously as gay as fuck. And yeah. in some ways, it's, like, really wild at their Pride, but New York is denser and larger. So I walked through that entire Pride parade. I didn't see one dick out. There's fucking no way. I didn't see I've seen maybe maybe I'm not gonna say nothing, but maybe it's toned down because of COVID. But I've seen fucking dicks and coke. I have a friend who was fucking on a fucking. Oh, on a I'm float. not saying I didn't see people like like doing drugs and I, I but asses like, out, tits were out, but what was the demographic of the crowd? I could not tell you. Like I, I could not fix. <laughs> okay. Like that. I think that's kind of the. Be- that was the beauty of it. All right. So full disclosure, going into this pride parade, I was not in the right mindset to go to it. I had just worked like a, a ten-hour shift beforehand at a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gone to bed the night before at seven a. Uh, sorry, the morning of at seven a.m. to wake up at. Two, to to walk my hobbling fucking swollen ass ankle 40 blocks in mm-hmm. this pride parade the mentality i was at going into this I, i'm not a parade person this should have been on the street because all the fun is on the, the parade even the halloween i don't know if you know that the halloween parade in new york you can just walk in the parade it's weird yeah, it's no. like it's like an actual parade i, wa- I was in the street but I was you liter- have to go not in the parade mm. Well, so like going into it, I was not hype. Uh, at, I was not as hype as I was like a day prior for. I was like fucking parades. Like I don't. I didn't even go to like sports parades when fucking mm-hmm. the Giants won the World Series two years in a row. Like I, I, I'm not the biggest advocate for parades in general. I had fun at this. Did you see a lot of titties? Well, yeah. Did you see uh, lots of like leather? I saw a decent amount of leather, tight, tight fitting clothing. Some scantily clad. Some people, some people just with like open blouses and nothing else on. Now, I'm I'm gonna quote a tweet from May 24th from Vosh. Kinked pride makes people uncomfortable and makes the event less accept- accessible. When accessibility should be a priority. Keep less family-friendly stuff to the many, many after-parties and the adjacent private venues Evie Pride has. That fact that this is controversial is insane to me. Pride should be a cool, queer-friendly block party you can attend to meet with organizers and get cute shirts. Everyone should be able to attend. It should be safe and uncontroversial. Dismissing accessibility as sanitation is really underhanded and disgusting strategy. 
All right, so here's my retort to that. When it comes to being Jewish, the people who determine how much is too much Jewishness usually aren't Jewish. Like, in the, situ- in the historical situations, when it comes to, you know, rounding up the Jews like they like to do every hundred some odd years. What about the baby case? It's, wait, what do you mean? Like, What about the baby case? What about the 11-year-old who, like, wants, you know, what, like, people live around these, like, like, people go to this. Yeah. And I went many years ago when I was, I mean, I've gone many times, but, like, when I first, like, started to even come to grips with my sexuality, like, I went with, like, some friends. And, like, I was a little overwhelmed. And I'm not trying to say that it made me not, comfortable with my sexuality but in some ways i'm kind of still combating my own sexuality because of like how wild it was because you know shouldn't pride also be a place for like because this is not the fucking 60s no but what i'm getting at is when you then go to the authority of what is family friend family friendly good clean fun those same authorities would otherwise Okay. Say none of it. So let's let's say that. What like should there be any boundaries? The hegemonic powers that would set the boundaries are already the ones that have been adversarial in creating this space to begin with. What do you think accessibility is? Uh, which, by the way, uh, Twitter user uh, Chris Christ a Peter so I don't Krista Peter so I guess that's her name. That's the first reply to him. What do you think accessibility is? LOL. <laughs> that, that's a great question. That is a perfect fuck. Because, I mean, like, what is accessibility? Anyone can go. That's the thing. Anyone can go. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe a pride parade is not where you bring a child mm, like well, if you have a problem with your child being exposed to what about young kids who no 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 screw that imagine you're young you're 14 yeah uh, and you go by yourself mm-hmm. also what about the sex adverse also isn't it intersectional isn't it isn't it meant to be intersectional yeah so doesn't that mean that other people should be considered because it's not saying like don't be gay as fuck you know, but like maybe because I've gone many times. So since I've gone so often, I've seen, quote unquote, the fringe, you know, but there are there are without exaggeration, which people will say that there's not 100 percent. I know people on leashes, on all fours. Well, OK, then in that case, maybe pride should be organized in a more similar way as like the Thanksgiving Day parade. But it is. Like it, it is, but it's not policed that way because obviously the police the city even though the police which by the way they just passed like a legislation in the New York so police cannot be part of the parade. But the police are always part of the parade and they're At least always on there. a security detail. They're always in the parade. They're always around the parade, they're always participating. And and one of the things is is that, of course, I'm not saying this is bad, it's very good, like, fuck the police, but, like, the police don't 
fucking go crazy and ham arresting people right. or breaking laws because that would look bad. That'd be a bad And look. so they're told not to do it. But should Pride be a political parade that fights for the rights of queer people and against discrimination in society by being half naked? Or is the fact that we're in a society where, like, you know, being gay is not fringe anymore. Right. Being gay isn't fringe. So is there a need for, is there a need for that? Is there a need for it to be radical? Fuck, I sound like the only fucking, like, I'm just, but, uh, but like, it is a good question. Like, is, the, is it, the, is pride, is the parade itself a place? And I'm like, you know what? Well, so I think the parade itself, because pride has kind of been accepted into the mainstream for the most part, like, really, the first three letters are mainstream now. LGB, that's that's the mainstream. Really, just the T, the Q, and the A are are still considered fringe. I think that pride isn't necessarily the battle. Like, that's... Pride isn't the fight for this expression. It's the celebration for battles won. But... Pride itself is an after party. But isn't that set up... Okay. Shouldn't that be for everyone? It is. But it's not. Because 100%, there are lots of people who are sex adverse. There are lots of queer people who are not comfortable but no one is coming up to the like they're be just because you're sex averse why shouldn't it be like thanksgiving day parade you mentioned it like why shouldn't it be like fucking i mean it already is because it's already corporate sponsored it's already supported by the city why shouldn't it just be fucking like rainbow fucking ronald mcdonald floating and Free pride T-shirts for everyone. What because... I what I kind of was thinking when I said like like the Thanksgiving Day Parade, where like each team kind of has their float, and you know which section of the parade you're at. <laughs> so like if there's a section for bears, and there's a section for <laughs> um for for butch lesbians, but then there's a section for the like everyone has their wave that they pass by. Like everyone has their float. You have the asexual float. You have the the whatever other like every everyone has their chance for that that platform, and I don't think telling one of those those sections that they need to tone it down. I think that's that's kind of counter to what. But who at least, who was being like and who specifically is being turned like told to turn it down? Like, like, seriously. Well, I mean, look, you were told recently that you were talking too loudly at someone when you were just trying to have a conversation. Wouldn't you feel just as fucking offended? Yes. I would. Oh, it didn't work. I'm trying to airdrop you something so you could see, but it didn't work. God hmm. damn it. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, and I mean this. I think that, fuck, it's hard because we're in a strange place where in that argument, the only people, like, if it's radical, if it's up in the arms, in the air, like, 
I, like, a, so you're saying it's a celebration. But if it's a celebration, then it's a celebration for white queer people. Mostly white, cis white men and cis white queer women and not transgender people, right? So should only fucking, like, you know, trans people of color and people of color be allowed? This is why the argument around King of Pride is not just about people being shirtless. It's about sometimes the extreme acts that maybe you didn't see but do happen at Pride. Should there be a limit? Should there be a measure of respectability? And again, I'll say usually the authority who gets to set the limit of respectability is already intrinsically biased against those who they're setting the boundaries for. And so if there is any uh, form of censorship that goes on, the the issue shouldn't be um, whether or not you know, everyone has like everyone should be given a voice during this this parade, but you don't do that by cutting the mic from some people. You do it by giving everyone a microphone. So I'm going to play for you a so I wanted to platform now. I'm fucking just being the fucking um devil's advocate, but so I wanted to also platform not just Vosh, but two other people, like two trans creators that I follow. But I also sent you the link to IKEA's new fucking iCouch. Wait, what? IKEA cre- has an iCouch? No, they have a, a queer couch collection. Oh. I sent wait, it to you. Hold on. Copy I'm, the link. I'm still trying. To, I ended up. Co- hold on. I'm a boomer. Just give me <laughs> Look at a this sec. guy. Copy the link. Hold on. Wait. All you have to do is highlight the link, click it, and then search. I control C now? <laughs> do you see the couches? The IKEA Pride Collection. They have... Yo, why is that Pride Collection? Like, some of those are just fucking dope-ass couches. Why has that got to be gay? So, I'm actually not <laughs> sure, by the way. I think I think they're just art pieces by, by, by queer artists. Oh, but oh, okay. I, but I think they might be, some of them might be on sale. I'm not sure. The I'm going to be real. The fucking progress flag is obviously not a real couch. Just no way. Because it's like fucking covered in flowers. No, that can't be a yeah. real couch. The that lesbian, would be so uncomfortable. The lesbian flag is uh, kind of ugly. I, I kind of like the pansexual flag. Can I tell you one? something? The Literally, because the, the I'm pan, itself. I fucking love the pan couch. The pink is a little too bright, but I, I wish it was softer. But I like it. My favorite one. Please tell me. I bet you I know what it is. Please. I think I know what it is. The gender fluid flag. Fuck. That's... Transgender. Uh, wait. You, oh, you like the trans? Come on. Trans... Look at that. Because it has like the fucking, look at the, the clouds. The All right. The color palette's a little too soft for me. It is as soft. As far as like. But the couch itself. As with... far as furniture goes. That's not what I would want. It's a little soft in the colors. I agree, but look, but that's the colors of the trans flag. But look at the little, look at the little fucking the little curve like pillow thing with the clouds. I do really like that. You know, the bisexual one confuses me because it says when you change or and nobody believes you. I <laughs> I don't understand. That sounds more like an insult. <laughs> it bisexual. does. The asexual flag couch also looks pretty awesome. It looks like nice and fuzzy. 
Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Now that I'm looking at the uh, transgender flag of the the first one, not the rain or not the one that had like the uh, the long pillow, but just oh, like yes. oh the regular one, yeah, yeah. The the it's really just the shape of the furniture that is bugging me more than so anything. So the other one is too ostentatious. Mm. Yeah, the but the one that has like the the three pillow cushions, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't dislike that. It looks a little check too... the link out. I'm gonna put it in the show notes because this is an audio medium, or you can look up the IKEA love seats, ten love seats, inspired by different pride flags. In all honesty, I think if if by the way, the NB, the non-binary one, it has buckles on it. That's uncomfortable. Mm. And I've seen the actual they they've made the couches. It's like straps. It looks not comfortable. Oh, see, I like that, but I still think. Either the gender fluid or the two spirit one, the two spirit flag. So the two spirit, of course, a, which is indigenous. That's the indigenous. It's a it's a love seat. Can I say it is a love seat? Oh, you know what? I love the two spirit because, like, you know, I love that. Um, the difference between a traditional couch and a love seat being the amount of space and cushions. Can I just say uh, <laughs> that the, the, the with the two spirit flag, it with the two transgender flags. Trans representation has a lot going on here. The, I love it. It's true. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play you a clip from one of my favorite queer creators, Jesse Gender, who is a queer creator on YouTube. You can find her. She does like wait. She creates queers, queer content. Oh, okay, that's different. I mean, if you see her, she fucking <laughs> she'll do it. To, she'll do it for you. Um, she does like Star Trek. Like I, I found her because I was, I found her because I was watching a lot of content and I was like, yo, I don't follow any like women creators and I was like, yo, fuck that, I don't follow any trans creators. So I looked for a trans creators who looked who was reviewing the fucking last season of Star Trek Discovery, and there she fucking goes, and go. she has her own take on kink at Pride. I also totally understand and accept that there should be some spaces at Pride that focus on the sex averse or sex repulsed or those who don't want to be around kink or anything that they might consider to be sexual. For example, there are those like my stepmom who I love and I would love to have her feel comfortable coming with me to a Pride event. There's also members of the asexual and other communities who are sex repulsed. There are also some folks who are just uncomfortable with sex in general, especially considering how much of our society mystifies sex. And I totally understand wanting to create a space for them too. Yeah, it's about creating a space for them, too. So that's what I was saying. Like, our solution shouldn't be to turn down the mic on some people, but should be to give a microphone to everyone else. I think, now, I'm going to not play devil's advocate. I think, honestly, because playing into the respectability politics, which I thought it'd be interesting to quickly define, because people might not know what that is. Respectability politics are all about uh, like a kind of belief that conformity needs to be mainstream, that you have to be mainstream, fit in the way that they want you to fit in so that, you know, you work in their world. And I think that you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like black, the young black men who want to sag their pants, fucking let them fucking Women can wear, should be able to wear low-cut shirts. Men should be able to sag their pants if they're black. Like, it doesn't, it literally doesn't fucking matter. Wait, should, should white men be able to sag their pants? Whatever, honestly. Well, it's probably, just you added the stipulation. Probably of, anybody should be able to do able whatever to they want. Pants if they're black. But there's social context. Yeah. So, 
while maybe you not everybody should do everything generally social context will dictate for you and then you will learn your lesson but you can do whatever you want and i think that people should be allowed to not having to play into what other people really want however you know obviously unless you're a pedophile or a fucking murderer or something but when creating those spaces i think the solution honestly and i want you to know if you vibe with this is to maintain the parade because the thing about the halloween and the uh pride parade is that anybody can go into the parade i think the parades themselves should be because it's already corporate as fuck yeah but i think it's fictitious and it's not real so the halloween parade is just halloween and people make floats and shit like that and anybody can go in the parade and there are places that do it but it's not super corporate the Pride Parade is very corporate, but they pretend it's not by just letting anybody go into the fucking parade route and the floats are actually can be very nice. There's some awesome fucking floats, mm-hmm. but they fucking like to pretend that it's like fucking just wild. I think the parade route itself, if it was managed like any other parade, like any big parade, like the fucking Thanksgiving Day Parade. What would happen is, is that you would end up with less people fucking running in the street, you know, topless, which I love. I love it. Like, fucking love titties. Show me titties. Show me bare chest. I don't care. Bro, I was topless in this parade. Yeah, like, I love it. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about it. But I think in doing that, what that would allow is because pretty much along the route, people are still going to be fucking wilding out everywhere else. Like, you know... I mean, we experienced that just working on Ninth Avenue, like in Hell's Kitchen. We got so Which is much far, far from the fucking parade. It's far. It's close to the start of it. I mean, it's well, also Hell's Kitchen, New Manhattan. Yeah. So, like, well, you know, you worked at a wine and cheese place, and I worked at a liquor store during Pride, and feel it was like wild. It was wild. Not as wild as Starbucks, though. Can I? Can I will say though, one of the differences is, and mm-hmm. I get it that the parade route goes. Not it can't really go near Stonewall because of the way the streets are over there, but it goes one block from Stonewall, so obviously it's going to be nothing but a big celebration. Yeah, and I I love to play devil's advocate, but like I I can't fuck you know I'm not going to be like fucking like put your titties out, do whatever you want, but I think that people who are participating need to be considerate that there are people there who don't really want to see that, and what that means is is that probably you know, still be wild, still have fun. Right, but I think if you try to articulate that to the people who need that parade at that level of, I guess, radical that you're talking about, because when you say, look, there's people here who don't want to see that, it resonates with homophobic energy. Like it's <laughs> it's like when you say something where like you end up agreeing with a Trump supporter over something and you're like, oh, fuck, that's not like <laughs> well, people don't have to agree on everything. And I think that, you know, fucking the best thing about being a queer person in New York is that you could just really be fucking as gay as you want. And the parade here is really a celebration of that, which to all jokes aside, all those advocacy aside, I love and support. My actual issue 
even though like I I, I posed the question because I thought it'd be interesting to, to to talk about. It's really hard to argue with Vosh being right because you know when I first heard it, I agreed with it, but then as I thought about it, it was so many holes. The main hole being that this the is main hole being <laughs> this is you know. One of the things I thought was like when it, oh, Black History Month, we don't have like a huge fucking like parade or a huge Juneteenth parade or anything like that, like in 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 the city. And I was thinking like maybe we fucking should because yeah. when it comes to these things, you really shouldn't lower your voice because if you lower your voice, then suddenly you play into the respectability politics. You should be as gay and fun as you want. You mentioned something. The problem with Pride is not queer people; it's straight people participating. You know, and it's straight people using it as an excuse to just party. Yes, and you know, I fucking don't know my fucking sexuality one hundred fucking percent, but like, you know, the people out there often don't fuck, they just fucking be out there wilding out just because they think it's a fun day and they're co-opting it, and it's not really that it's queer people should turn the gay down. Is that straight people should stop fucking turning the gay up? Well, so let me let me pose this at you then. Like, say you got a kid who's like real into finishing Lent, or real into just that <laughs> that whole Fat Tuesday shit. Like that real religiously conservative or not religious conservative but like this kid is like you know what i'm going to go out i'm i'm doing lent no candy i'm fucking going to bourbon street and eating all the candy i can get would you tell that kid like mm, you can't go to mardi gras kid i'm <laughs> sorry i know you want to celebrate this with all the other people celebrating it but like cuz that's the same kind of or it's the celebration, it's the camaraderie aspect of something that is larger than the individual celebrating the bodily autonomy and the freedom. I think the argument needs to be clear. Let me be clear. I think it, this is what it, it turns out is that, is it a revolution? In New York City, it's not. What I want, and I know that, again, again so people don't get fucking confused. Don't get it twisted. Posing a posing a question from a conversation that happened heavily over the last two months in reflection of the last month being Pride Month. I don't give a shit about. I fucking go every year. Like fuck it, I dicks well, out. And I went from eh, do do we really need parades in general to yo this parade? Yeah, fuck, like, I felt something. It's awesome. I felt a sense of camaraderie. Before this year, I always felt like my presence at a pride parade was occupying space that other people fought. No, bitch, to, allies. Like that's and that's what I realized. LBGTQA allies. I thought the A was for like asexual. I thought it was for allies, actually. That's eh, for both. <laughs> Whatever. But you know, you look at it, and it's like <laughs> you know, honestly. The, the rea- but despite just fucking I'm down with it but in New York it's not a fucking revolution however but having it other places it is a revolution other places places that have pride where only a thousand people show up in fucking a city of a million or two million 
it definitely is a fucking revolution. Until and there's justice for everyone. There's justice for, for no, no one. one. Fuck and yeah. And that's why it's it's necessary. That's why fuck I I was almost ready to go full dicks out in this <laughs> in this parade just cuz I I felt so much body confident like it was the sense of of feeling okay with yourself that I think mainstream society in general, regardless of your sexuality or gender or whatever, mainstream society does not want you to feel okay with yourself because then Mm -hmm. you won't feel motivated to buy things to improve yourself. 100%. So the fact that this was just the situation where you celebrated loving yourself and, and not just loving yourself, but feeling free to love others and extend that love there should be no censorship or policing of it the only stipulations should be that that love is only given and and received with consent like that i agree i actually had a discussion with somebody the other day i was like oh walk around the leash they were like hey i mean that's not really consenting for other people and it's like you're not fucking outside like, you can dress how you want. Being naked should be fine outside. But you definitely need to be considerate of the people around you. Right. Um, I wanted to I wanted to play a quick game with you that you, you put. Oh, one but, of my favorite. Uh... But I wanted to leave this uh, with one more voice from Cat Black, B-L-A-Q, another trans creator. So I started off with Vosh, who I love, but he was wrong about this. Which people are wrong, and he admitted he was wrong, but he started the conversation on a broad scale. <laughs> Jesse Gender, J E S S I E G E N D E R on YouTube, ending with Cat Black, who is a black side, a white cis queer person, a white trans woman, now a black trans woman. Like, if you want to. Be uncomfortable with people who are kinky at Pride. I guess that's your right. But I think that it does a really big disservice to erase the history, especially the history as it is connected to the HIV and AIDS crisis of just how important those spaces were for gay folk, for queer folk in general. So that's my true tea. And word. That's it. You could catch uh, Cat Blast True Tea on their YouTube. I think that we should let them have their last word on that. What's this game you have before we wrap up? Oh, so this was one that we played before with our cryptids episode, and I had a whole lot of fun. Um, I wanted to try to bring it back. It's legend, legit, or bullshit. It's a game where I give you something that's either legendary, meaning it's mythical, but it hasn't been proven. Um, like the the zeitgeist knows of it, but we don't know if it's real. Uh, it's legit, meaning it's it's real like that's a thing or bullshit meaning i just made it up and i got you all right read this out to me all right so we're doing kink terminology i want to know if you think it's legends legit or bullshit all right so i gotta put one in each thing i got you i got my pen and everything well there might be a couple duplicates all right so like all right let's see let's see (laughs) <clears throat> all right the first term i have for you you can throw them all out or one at a time one at a time got you 
is an acronym. And I'm just curious if you know the acronym. <laughs> J-O-I. Jerk off instruction. It's, it's legit. I'm not a J-O-I person, but I used to always see it. And I was like, what is that? I didn't know what it was. But then I watched it, and then eventually I was like, that's really weird. How come in these videos that say J-O-I, they always are like telling you what to do? Well, so what <laughs> threw me off was I would see things that have a J-O-I tag but I'd only ever watch video like muted videos. So, <laughs> well, you know what it is also sometimes. So I'm like, why is she just sometimes like, the JOI stuff <laughs> is actually like uh, like girlfriend play stuff where there's no JOI involved. So Wait, sometimes you run into videos that say JOI. It's just the role you know what I mean. You ever you ever, you ever see like two sisters getting naked? I don't know why. Like fucking getting raw dogged in the parking lot, but they're in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like J U I, but they're like, <laughs> like just missionary. I don't like know. Like they just gonna... threw the tag out there for the views. Yeah, of course. Uh, who would who would do that? <laughs> who would? Just... I'm gonna throw fucking. I'm gonna throw J U I just in the fucking show notes so that you look it up on Google. I mean, we talked about it, so it's. I know in it's trend. in the. All right, second term. Slippery sloping. Fuck. So there's a thing called the. Um, Fuck, it's called the Mexican bobsled, which is a, which is a, I don't think it's real, where like you have sex with someone and you come on them and then in their surprise, you like grab them, their arms from behind, you like ride them down the stairs or like. <laughs> Wait, so you already have to be fucking next to stairs. I, I always thought that or like, um, like a Superman in that hoe. Where you ejaculate on their back and then throw it like a sheet or something, so it sticks uh, like a so cake. It's like a yeah, you know. But like slippery slope, I think, is actually fucking bullshit. I literally don't know what that is. Ah, you're right. Fuck, I knew you're it. Right. I just I was going based off of like, well, you know, if you do this, it's a slippery. Can I slope. say something? <laughs> it almost got me. <laughs> Seems like it could be dirty. You know, but now I'm scared about this next one. What is it? Read it to me. All right. The last one I have here. <clears throat> Reverse vor. Now, I'm kinky as fuck, okay? <laughs> you know, but like I literally actually don't completely know what vor is, but I do know that my ex was heavily into vor. Oh. Okay. And I don't really know what it is. And I fucking would love to say that it's legend, actually. But because I know somebody who's into Vor, I'm pretty sure that it's legit. Damn. You're good. Fuck. You're three for three on this one. I'm telling you, man. You know your kink. I do know my kink. Do you you know what? Do you want to? What is? Oh, what is it? So Vor. You can go ahead and explain Vor. No, no. I I don't know what fucking Vor is. Vor is the kink of watching someone... um, like either a giant or or something consume another person like uh, like to swallow them whole. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. Yo, reverse vor is a thing. It is. Yeah. So reverse vor is either like regurgitating said individual or shove like shoving a lilliputian up your asshole. So I'm going to read to you. Uh, I'm looking on FetLife, which I haven't used in like 10 years. 
But I'm uh-huh. looking at the kinks I put on there many years ago. <laughs> and one of the kinks that's on here is um, riding on a dolphin doing flips and shit is a kink. That, well, that's legend. Like, if, <laughs> oh, even, if, even if you do it, then you're just a fucking legend, bro. Candy corn and marshmallow peeps. I'm curious as to what I don't even know what that no, is. The, looking at traps on 4chan. Oh, that's legit. Wow, I can't even. Ooh, I said the T. That's a trap. That's not good. That's how you know how is long that a, is that a problematic? Term it might now? be. I think it is. You know how long because it, it's like being trapped. You know how long it's been since I've made this that I have that on there. Yeah, that's problematic. Um. Wow. I. <laughs> I'm gonna show you a picture, but nobody else can see this because obviously it's audio. But I think, it, <laughs> but, but, but I think it'd be funny before we leave. This is the first picture that I ever posted on FetLife in my ex girlfriend's kitchen. There you go, good radio. <laughs> Ooh, you know it's the it's the collar for me, dog. It's oh the God. rhinestone choker <laughs> and the fucking spiked leather bracelet. Oh shit! You, Why am I? How am I wearing a WrestleMania 23 shirt? That must not have been mine. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know that. Oh my god! Jesus fucking Christ! Well, that's been was that in good taste. Um, <laughs> uh, don't forget, of course. Again, you can always follow us everywhere. Where we follow you again? The best place to follow me is uh, on my way to work. Um, no, it's Instagram at C underscore underscore honey or at bumblebearcomedy.com. And where's the best place to follow you? Well, that would be um, uh, Art of Giving Up. Uh, the, art is the Art of Giving Up on Instagram. But you could always give us feedback at Good Taste Pod at, on Twitter or at Was That In Good Taste on Instagram. And always send us email feedback at Was That In Good Taste at gmail.com sick and um so uh we're getting dick tonight <laughs> r.i.p <laughs> that pussy hey. hey i fuck i really wish that just can i get a hi i'm surprised you didn't have that pulled up the whole fuck, time i didn't i was gonna use it um yeah drinking is not required but it is recommended